Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host Brian Labick, and again, haven't really thought of any intros for this one, so I'm a I'm a little bit of a guest for this one. We're gonna let Josh run this one. So first up, we have Josh Zorch is here. Oh, your teacher extraordinaire! So excited. And we're also joined by Mike Bradley. I'm. It's two in a row where I haven't been insulted uh, <laughs> right in the intro, so kind of liking this no nicknames thing. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> Uh, so if you've been, uh, I guess, uh, keeping an eye on the, the interwebs and stuff like that, we got a new trailer for, for Harry Potter and Josh has been anxious to, to sit down and try to talk about it. So I'm going to hand it over to him. He's going to run this one. So Josh, take it away wherever you want to direct us. Oh, wonderful. So I actually don't remember legitimately when the last time that we really got to do this. I don't know if we've had anything in the last almost what, three years of consequence between uh, the release of the last Fantastic Beasts movie in November 2018. Uh, at, at the very least, like, well, at the very most, we might have talked about the uh, Johnny Depp recasting a I year ago. That, yeah, I think some of the casting stuff, I think we've we've hit. Kind of mentioned, yeah, that one, but it's it's been a long, long time. Number, I mean, number one, since there's been, you know, meat there to talk about, but uh, th- th- this is big. We're finally moving back into... Uh, into movie season with it so I'm, I'm so happy but of course it's been so long that i can't rob you guys of the pleasure of finally after so long hearing the magic minute intro hello wizards squibs and muggles alike it's time for a magic minute where we talk about harry potter for as long as we need to if you're thinking hey that's not a minute then well you can stick it up your whomping willow and on top of the Magic Minute, I'm going to throw the spoiler alert in here right now. Uh, later on in the discussion, we do hit some spoilery details for previous Fantastic Beast movies. Uh, we didn't think to put the spoiler alert out there before we started our discussion. So if you would like to avoid some spoilers, pause this now, come back later. Uh, I'm doing this as I'm editing since we didn't do it before. Uh, it'll make sense later, I promise. So you have been warned, spoilers to follow. Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! Wee-oo-wee-oo, spoiler! You know, something like that. And uh, thanks, guys. So as as Brian said, uh, a new trailer for well, the first trailer, really, for the next chapter in the Fantastic Beasts part of the franchise uh, was released recently, just about a week ago from the time we're recording this. And uh, so let's hit a, hit a bit of a refresher uh, for anyone who, you know, it, it's like I said, it's been a while since we've had, you know, good content on this um, or if you never really dove into this section of the harry potter world uh these fantastic beast movies are basically expanded universe from harry potter they're branded as wizarding world they are tangentially tied to some of the harry potter stories in that there are some common characters that eventually relate to the harry potter story um that that so many of us know but the storylines themselves have nothing to do really with, with with any of that um so let's take a, a little bit of a, a walk back let's let's spin the time turner just a bit and see really how we got to this point uh, so the harry potter fr- movie franchise ends in july of 2011 uh with the release of deathly hallows part two a little over two years later in the fall of 2013 uh a new uh a new project endeavor is announced by warner brothers and jk rowling that says it will focus on the character of Newt Scamander 
who is mentioned as an author of one of the school books mentioned in the Harry Potter series from time to time, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, at one point, the, the this next journey is described as a trilogy. However, one month prior to the first chapter's release uh, in, in November of 2016, J.K. Rowling says that this will indeed actually be a five-part series, and the story will span the years of 1926 to 1945. And the initial plan that they announced is that each movie will be released two years apart, always in November, starting in 2016. So in theory, we should get chapters in 2016, 18, 20, 2022, and 2024. We have not necessarily stayed on that schedule as we will discuss here coming up. Uh, so the first film is released in November 2016, simply called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Your principal cast, we got Eddie Redmayne as your uh, principal character, Newt Scamander. Dan Fogler coming in as our muggle avatar, Jacob Kowalski. We get uh, Wizarding Sisters uh, Tina Goldstein and Queenie Goldstein, played by Catherine Waterston and Allison Subel. Ezra Miller enters the fray as Credence Barebone. Colin Farrell appears in a wonderful performance, in my opinion, as Percival Graves. We get Samantha Morton as Mary Lou Barebone, uh, who is the adoptive mother of Ezra Miller's character. And then uh, lastly of note, Carmen Ijogo as Serafina Pickery, who is the president of the Magical Congress of the U.S. Uh, think of it as the U.S. Ministry of Magic. Uh, the film had a $180 million budget and did almost 1814 I'm sorry 18 814 million <laughs> worldwide um and I got to say I was actually surprised when I saw that recently and putting this together because I, I figured it was like in around like the 5 to 600 million range I did not realize it was that high does that surprise you guys or does that sound about on par with what you would have expected I I don't remember feeling like or hearing that it made a lot of money so that that number is a little bit surprising to me and now i'm curious how it compares to the second one because i didn't think the second one performed as well that's just me looking mm -hmm. back trying to remember off the top of my head so i'll be curious what the other one i don't know if you have that number on on hand but what i do the second one made i do uh okay. yeah and, and the, i mean the split on the first one it did 234 domestic 580 million international which i think is pretty impressive for the first you know offshoot of of a series you know released five years after the other one ends i think it's pretty respectable i mean 800 million is it's becoming considered to be less uh exceptional anymore unfortunately yeah you can tell it's pre-pandemic era oh well not only that but i mean even by 2016 you know movies are routinely big blockbusters are routinely doing a billion dollars yeah um so uh, let me ask here so have both of you seen this and if so have you rewatched it since you know did you see it in theaters first time etc mm -hmm. yeah i, I mean i've I rewatched this one several times uh the second one not so much mm -hmm. um but yeah so on the first on the first chapter generally uh positive thoughts oh, yeah. or it, okay definitely brian uh, I know I've saw I pro I'm positive I saw it in the theater. Okay. I think only once. I don't remember if I've watched it at home or not. That's what I'm trying to remember. So I at the most maybe two viewings, one in the theater, one at home. But okay, that's about it. Gotcha. Um, I will give my 
input after we get through the second chapter and just couple that all together. Um, so by their word, two years later, in November of 2018, we get the second chapter, which now takes on the sort of branded title, Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, the returning cast, Eddie Redmayne, Watterson, Fogler, Subel, and Miller. New cast, uh, we get Johnny Depp, uh, who, as you know, surprise shows up at the end of the first one, but now properly is taking on the role of Gler uh, Gellert Grindelwald. Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore. Zoe Kravitz as Lita Lestrange. Callum Turner as Theseus Scamander, Newt's brother. Uh, one of the biggest reveals, I think, for that film was the casting of Claudia Kim as a human, Nagini. We also get William Nedelim as Yusuf Kama and Victoria Yeats as Bunty, who I think was one of the most underutilized characters in that movie, and I wanted to see so much of her. Um, Brian, to your note, uh, before the, this second installment did pretty significantly... Uh, from a box office standpoint, at least underperformed compared to the first. Okay. Uh, the budget went up $20 million, so it had a budget of $200 million, and worldwide ended ended at 655 So the diminishing return was about 20% from, from that. Um, now let's kind of hit the other side of the same coin. Um, did you guys see this in theaters at all? Have you rewatched and general good or positive or negative thoughts uh yeah i saw it in theaters um i've rewatched it probably twice and you know i don't think it's bad but i feel like it suffers from the same thing that the hobbit movies did where you know it ends while you're still in the midst of rising actions you know, like, it's still go Like, we're still not at a climax. It feels like there is not much of a climax to the film. And it feels more like a setup than its own complete story, the way that the first film still felt like a whole story in and of itself. This one didn't feel complete. Gotcha. But I don't think it's bad content, per se. I think just as a standalone film, it's it doesn't hold up for it on its own fair brian hit me uh yes i saw this one in the theater i think i only saw this one once i don't think i rewatched it because i think when we reviewed it after the fact i don't remember liking it so i had no <laughs> okay. desire to go back and rewatch it granted it's been years so and prior to this one maybe i will try to go back and rewatch both of them just to catch myself back up but yeah i don't remember having fond thoughts of the second one I'm kind of a, an amalgam of you two, actually, with, with this. Um, I could say the first one I, I saw in theaters at least twice uh, at home, probably three to four more times, at least. Um, I really enjoy the first one quite a bit. I think it's a really easy story to fall into, and it's, it's really good. It's, it's like there's obviously tension and conflict, but I think it's like a, a very feel-good kind of mood there. Um I, 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 again, I kind of agree with your sentiments on, on the second one. Um, saw this uh, probably in theaters twice. Um, and then funny enough, I, I, we bought it on Blu-ray a couple, you know, when it got released and then it sat on the shelf for a year and we actually never put it in. And it was one of the first movies, actually both of these, I did them back to back. One of the first movies I watched 
in in quarantine. Right, oh, probably okay. within the first two weeks of you know quote lockdown in March of 2020, I threw this so in. You, so you went to your staple of like, what can I? All right, we're gonna watch Lord of the Rings. We're gonna watch Harry Potter and a just bit. marathon everything. A bit, yeah, because you were like, I mean, think of the mindset at the time. We're like, all right, we have a couple of weeks to get through. This is very strange, but we, you know, what, what's what's my movie comfort food? Yeah, you know, we'll we'll quote unquote we'll get through the next four to six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, Two years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I do remember having better feelings about it after that rewatch. And okay. some of the stuff that Mike pointed out, I it, it really it, that wasn't necessarily like there was no salve for that part of the wound. But overall, I I, I think it is a better watch after a you know two or three times. I, I do I do think it improves. Um, for my money, the third act uh, Coliseum scene and the speech that Johnny Depp gives is what hands down one of my favorite performances of him. Just like that scene of the movie alone, his ability to take on that persona and that commanding kind of populist presence and whatnot. Um, I think he knocked it out of the park. I love that scene. Um but as you guys said, there were potential problems coming out of that. So what was the effect? Again, we mentioned diminished box office returns, about a 20% drop from the first movie. Um, also, the critics kind of sided with with the majority of the feelings you guys have shared. Um, and by January of 2019, just two months after its release, Warner Brothers says that they're going to delay the start of production. Not release, but just production from from mid 2019 to late 2019 to kind of revisit and, and hopefully make things stronger. Unfortunately, only three months later, in April of 2019, they uh, they announced actually we're going to delay the release of the movie an entire year. So by April of 2019, they're already getting off of their initial release schedule, and we're now bumping the third chapter from November of 2020 to November of 2021. Uh, it just so happens that filming does not actually begin until mid-March 2020. Literally, it says, the sources I found said principal photography started like two days after the national lockdown was called for. So they got like a day or two of filming or of something underway and then shut down. Um, so they don't get up and running again for six months and it's not until September of 2020 that filming on the third chapter actually still begins um they got a couple of scenes uh done um, which actually plays into the next piece uh, because in november of 2020 just two months after production got going again warner brothers and johnny depp announced that depp will be leaving the series and his character of grindelwald will be recast uh, this was a result of depp losing a libel lawsuit against the uk newspaper the sun related to his uh, relationship and divorce from Amber Heard. On that same day that they announced that, Warner Brothers now says the release of the third chapter will be moved to July of 2022, over a year and a half after its initial hopeful scheduled mark of November of 2020, and, you know, even uh, a year and a half almost from where, where we started. Um, finally, in... September of 2021, the release date is pushed forward in, in a spark of good news 
to April of 2022. And on that same day with that same announcement, a, an official title is revealed, giving us Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. That brings us almost up to speed, where just six days ago, as of the date of this recording, on Monday, on Monday December 13th, 2021, the first trailer is released online. Uh, the returning cast from the previous installments, again, we get Redmayne, Watterson, Fogler, Subel, Miller, Jude Law, Callum Turner, uh, William Nedalum again, and apparently, yes, Bunty is back. Victoria Yates will be joining us again, so that makes me happy. The new cast... I'm going to have to look up Bunty again, not to interrupt, sorry, but like, um, you keep saying the name, and now, since I've only probably watched the second movie once, I don't remember who that person is. She's the one, she's his assistant who works in the underground apartment zoo, if you will, who is obviously smitten with him, and he's completely oblivious. Okay, I'm vaguely starting to remember. All right, yes. She she appears in Act 1 of uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and unfortunately she's not in the rest of the movie, and I, I thought her character was adorable. Okay. Uh, the new cast joining, um, the... Replacement of Johnny Depp uh, was announced fairly quickly. Um, kind of felt like Warner Brothers probably had some things in their back pocket, uh, depending on how the uh, result of that lawsuit that Depp was going through with the with the son turned out. Because less than a month after that, in November of 2020, they announced his replacement for the role of Grindelwald as Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, really, he's just on call for any villain in any movie yeah, ever. He's just playing the same character he plays in every movie. <laughs> this is just i mean not it's a good thing he's really good at it and i believe he probably has a lot more range than that if they let him but he's just so good at that one thing that it seems like it's all he does it's hard to argue against it so i mean i i was happy you know in rogue one he doesn't have a ton of screen time but i was happy to see him in you know a different kind of role there um and he just won did he win he was in a movie that I think just won like best international film uh, this past Oscar season, I believe. Uh, I think he's, if I remember, I think he's Danish. Um, so I think that director either won like best director of a foreign film or like best foreign film entry to the Oscars this year. It was apparently supposed to be really, really good. Uh, and, and, and it's, yeah, very like a, a much different kind of role for him. Um, joining us uh, in the third chapter will be Jessica Williams, properly bringing uh, Eulalie Hicks to the screen. She is seen in a brief, brief cameo in Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, and this is actually kind of interesting to me. Richard Coyle, who some listeners might know as um, uh, Lord, uh, what's his name? Lord, Lord Ashwood, I think, from... Um, the Netflix Sabrina series. He's in the, the Sabrina Teenage Witch series all through all of those four seasons. Um, he will be playing the role of uh, Lord Blackwood. That's what it is. Um, he will be playing the role of Aberforth Dumbledore, Albus's younger brother. So I thought that's really good casting, uh, like opposite Jude Law um, at that point, like age, point in time. Um so that catches us up. So before we kind of dive into actually talking about what we saw in the trailer, out of all that information we just covered, casting, information, production delays, etc., do you guys have any thoughts to share? Any any feelings going into 
either the trailer discussion or like whether you really care or not about another movie? I mean, I care about the content. You know what I mean? And as far as the whole production, everything for production went to shit for all of Hollywood. So, you know, this one was already a little bit shaky. Right. So I'm not going to worry too much about production issues um just because it's it was a problem for everyone during that time and yeah i'm excited for the next chapter in it and you know my my genuine hope is that this chapter can make the last one better because that happens sometimes when you have something like that last movie where it feels like a middle piece, and now we need more context, and when you get it, it improves the value of what you've already seen. Okay. Um, but there is always a chance it makes it worse. <laughs> so, you know, I'm hoping it goes in the right direction. Fair enough. Brian? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see more content, and more, like Mike said, more content. I want to see where the story goes. I, I always feel like I compare maybe Harry Potter to Star Wars, because... Maybe that's sort of on par for us because mm-hmm. I feel like Harry Potter's like your Star Wars, Josh, sure. like, compared to me. Um, and just the 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 way the productions go for like big franchises like franchises like this, I'm really curious now, given the delay that this movie had, if if things start to go back on schedule, if they're going to start doing every two years again for movies, because I think that's a very quick turnaround, especially for big blockbusters like this. And I think it's something that hurt the Star Wars trilogy when they did that. I think I think the production schedule for that is like they're working on the next movie before they finish the movie before. And if you have to pivot a story in some way, that's a really shitty timetable to try to make that work. And I don't know if if Fantastic Beasts keeps doing every two years mm-hmm. and they don't give the next movie or the movie they're on time to settle. Right. I don't know if that's going to help the story. I'd much rather see a three year delay between mm-hmm. movies. Well, and I think, you know, when you look at, like, the original Harry Potter movies, they kind of had that accelerated time schedule for the movies because they had to work with the kids being the correct age the whole time. So perhaps the studio was very used to working at that rate, but you're also talking about a story that was already written. Right, you got source material for that stuff. New yes. content. So yeah. it's a little different. Because this is new. I'm I'm... In my mind, I guess, comparing this to, like, the sequel trilogy for Star Wars, where I think they were open to crafting a new story. They wanted to get it out every two years or whatever the the schedule was. Or You know what? Star Wars might have been... It, was it three years between movies? No, I'm trying to remember. Well, it was with... Um, mm, no. No. It was... It, no, Force Awakens was 15, Jedi was 17, and Skywalker okay. was 19. Prequels were three years apart. Sequel trilogy yes. must have been well, two years apart. Yes. Well, what happened with... The schedule was it was supposed to be like a movie every year, but then Solo was pushed to like six months after The Last Jedi. Right. As opposed to being a Christmas release as well. Right. So like you got like Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and then just a few months later you got Solo. So then it was a full like 18 months. So it right. made it seem longer. That's what like threw off that whole timeline. Yeah. Um. But... Yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious, I guess, how the production schedule is going to go. I think rushing it is going to be too bad for the story. Oh, the source material stuff. That's right. 
yeah, yeah. Um, Harry Potter had source material. They had the books to go off of. So it's a little bit easier maybe to adapt a story that's already there for the film. Um, but crafting original stories and like no one knows where we're going right now. If if Fantastic Beasts did what Star Wars I hoped would have done, which is craft the story of all five movies and then fill in the gaps as you go, mm-hmm. that I think might help the accelerated production schedule. If you sure. watch the Star Wars trilogy, the sequel trilogy, you could tell they're flying by the seat of the pants. They said, okay, we're going to make a first movie. We're going to hand it off to somebody else. They're going to craft a story. We're going to hopefully wrap it up in the third one and hope it all makes sense. It doesn't. So yeah, the, I the, really the hope arc this... Of where you're, the, the, the Alpha and the Omega were not understood right. in advance. So I'm really yeah, hoping here that they, they figure this out ahead of time. Well, well and it, it, they right. are here, though, because, you know, the we end game... We know where we're going to end up. Right. The oh, end that's true, yeah, because this this the these are all prequels, yeah. Well, and, and the story's told. Parts of this story are told in the last book. True. Okay. So you have uh, main plot points that you need to hit somewhere down the line. Yes, there's okay. major yes. plot points that are going to happen. We just don't know when or is that the actual end of the story or is it just going to be a piece of it. So, okay, right. I think that would help a little bit, too. So maybe it's not as, as, as worrisome as I might originally think. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Like, but like, like you said, depending on how much they believe that, you know, the 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 last 10 years of media production and the advent and the domination of like streaming services and whatnot, I, I think the, the expectation of what people think um, a consumer's expectation and an appetite for content are... Um, you know, I mean, think about it. In the last 10 to 15 years, we saw home video release, you know, evolve into Redbox release, evolve into streaming release. And the window for that went from like a year and a half uh, in the age of video cassettes down to 60 days. Yeah. And if the idea is, well, we have to get something in front of people every 18 months, every two years. I don't know. I think it's like a self-feeding problem. Oh, yeah. The ADD of, like, internet culture is pushing everything to go faster. Gratification stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, nobody and has then, any patience anymore. And, when, and then when content providers are feeding that, they're only justifying it and, and making it worse. Yeah, compounding the issue. Yeah. Correct. Don't feed the animals, kids. Yes. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. The internet um, is a fickle bitch. <laughs> Um, so I, I think I fall down on, I'm hoping the extra time, um, has, you know, uh, for all the factors has given them the ability to, yes, take the step back and make sure that at the very least, what they're going to put in front of us is the best version of what they want to put in front of us. Yeah. You know, it, it just like very, you know, I, I feel like we don't always have to go there, but the recent you know the the star wars sequel series is going to provide a metaphor for a lot of things for a long time and the product that for good or for bad like regardless of what people like it it all comes down to what the content providers want to provide and if what they give us is the best version of what they want to give us then everything else is just you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and they can't do anything about that. Yeah. So wh- whatever we're going to get, I-, I-, I hope it's it's as enjoyable as as they can possibly give us. Um, I guess sort of diving into just some trailer comments. Um, I'll start by saying 
really quick, like, you immediately in the first six seconds of this get your glimpse of Jude Law as Dumbledore, and I cannot say how much I was reminded that I freaking love this casting. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was hyped about it when it was announced for Crimes of Grindelwald um, pretty far in advance, like a year, at least a year in advance. But I don't know, something about him in that role, especially, like, at that time of the character's life, I think it's just so damn fitting. And and I really really enjoy it. Um, is is there anybody that is like that you saw throughout the trailer that you're like, oh okay, they're still doing that one. All right, great, sure. Kind of kind of the opposite of that sentiment. I mean, I don't really remember a lot of the cast to be honest, because again, I've probably seen it the least, like seen both of them the least out of everybody that mm-hmm. like I sort of recognize people, but again, I'm not really trying to. I don't remember a lot of like what they did in the movie. The only one that sticks out to me is Jacob because <laughs> he was the one that I gravitate towards in both of the movies. So yeah, he he's the one that I'm like, oh yay! Like the I'm I'm excited to see him and where he goes and what they do with him. That that was the one that stood out to me. Uh, so then uh, uh, I'll, I'll ask you to answer first, but then Mike, you just piggyback on it. So in the moment that we get on the train, where Newt informs him that. Jacob Dumbledore would like you to have this magic wand. Yeah. What, what what was your first feeling? Was that like a triumph moment for you? Like, yay, our muggle gets to be more. Or was it a bit the opposite? Like, no, his his charm is the fact that he's always behind that barrier. Uh, I mean, I was, I yeah, I was excited for him, but it maybe just my Harry Potter loreness and and lack thereof was just kind of <laughs> like I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think like anybody could be a wizard. I thought you were somehow chosen for that. That's a big can of worms that, <laughs> that, that, that this opens true, yeah. up. And, you know, it's something I will say that they never really dove into. And they, they, they never got into how a muggle-born person, you know, I mean, somebody that has wizards for wizards and witches for parents. That makes clear sense why they become right. a witch or a wizard. Somebody who doesn't, they never really got into how that happens or why, or how they're chosen, or what happens when they get their letter letter from Hogwarts to show up at school. How do the parents decide to actually send their kid to a magic school when? Yeah, sure. They they never go into any of this. Um, we just know that it can happen. Okay. What I take from Jacob getting the wand is one, we don't have context for what it's going to mean in the story. It could be symbolic. It could be something where he doesn't actually, like, use it. Or when he does, it provides plenty of comedic relief and dumb shit happens. Um, you know, like I mean, he's the tag at the end of the trailer had me laughing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he might be given it and told, listen, it's not for you to use, but it's for you to use as a disguise if you're asked for because wizards use their wand as a means of identification so so it's a it's a wizard id to get you through the doors it could be something like that okay um if it's him actually using magic they have a lot of explaining to do yeah if he's able to actually use magic but I'm not assuming that he's going to yet because of what Josh said. That's a big assumption to make, and there's lots of other explanations for it. So if 
we wait and see and then discuss what the hell they're doing with that, I think that's better because it you could write a book on how wrong it would be for him to be using magic without a shitload of explanation. Right. Gotcha. It, it's one of those things it's like is there some like late late age development that you know Dumbledore is recognizing that there might be some magical potential there and and if there is why did it take so long was it there when he was a kid and if it was why did the you know potential american school not recognize him blah 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 or um, do, do they just get to choose who's a wizard they're just like oh yeah they right. can do it bring there like we'll slightly different rules in some way um i i the one note i wrote down for that was because let, let's say there is you know some magical foundation there how well possibly could the wand perform for him because of the wand lore that is explored so much especially in the deathly hallows book that the wand choosing the wizard actually does mean something and just stealing something from someone as opposed to besting them for it in some way can affect how the wand responds to the user and so if this is just handed to someone gifted to them um by anyone else you know is that going to affect how it potentially is going to work for him now you do see if you remember later in the trailer um there's a moment in some kind of restaurant or event hall some swanky looking place of some kind um jacob is in the middle of the hall and it seems to be like there's kind of like a wind tornado thing happening um and it's right before you kind of see queenie looking at him and he seems to be waving the wand. He's he's working it. Now, I'm not under the impression in that shot that he's the one causing what is happening. He's using it as, you know, potentially more of a defensive means. Um, but it is potentially, you know, they're kind of showing that maybe he is trying to then implement it and utilize it uh, at, at some moments. But I, but I agree. It's it's just fraught in speculation. So it's, you literally couldn't come to any kind of determination until we just see what we're going to see. Um, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll use that moment as a jumping off for my Queenie question uh, that I sent you guys earlier that I asked you to look at. Al, okay, so Allison Subel, the actress, is listed on IMDb. That actress does not look like her at all. Okay, I thought it was, I, I was going to bring that up. I thought it was just me because I don't remember her. They, I thought they were two different people. It absolutely looks like somebody different to me. Um, but I, I heard nothing along the way, like since the last movie and uh, that, you know, she was choosing not to return or they decided to recast. I had no clue, but it's not just me then. No, no, that does not look like the same person. Okay. Because there's the moment, uh, they're not too far apart in the trailer. They're about 20 seconds apart. There's one moment where it looks like her and Jacob are, I wouldn't say reuniting necessarily, but they are in the same place, perhaps like maybe his bake shop or somewhere and they are embracing and it's hard to read the look on each of their faces, but you get a clear shot of her face there. And then again, in the like event hall scene that I just mentioned, you see Jacob waving the wand around as things are flying. And then it cuts the next, the next cut in the trailer is to her presumably looking at him. I'm assuming she's the one causing whatever's going on to be happening. Are we sure that is her? I, and that was my other question is like, I kind of had that thought too. If if it wasn't for the bake shop scene where those two blonde actresses look to be the same person and the one in the bake shop 
also does not appear to be Allison Sobel, then I don't know. Because the second shot could like, be a different person. It's it's throwing me off because I think again this is few viewings of the movies, but my my memory of Queenie is she's short haired blonde and always in some sort of pink attire, which uh, very commonly fits, fits the first shot you're talking about. And yes. already I'm like I don't think that's her. The second one. It's short blonde hair, but she's in all black. Mm-hmm. And already I'm like, that. I don't know if that's her. Like, if you wouldn't have told me to look at that timestamp, I would have thought it was someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't so, wasn't what, she, so, like, wait, considering what, joining Grindelwald and all that? What Wasn't that part of her arc in the last movie? I mean, for all intents and purposes, she has. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the climax, uh, okay, she see, leaves I with him. I forgot that part. So, so her wearing yes, black makes she, sense. She leaves with him. Sense. Okay. And then I think the last... And the last time you see her at the at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, she is at. Uh, Should we throw a spoiler out? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I might want to retroactively put it earlier in the in 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 the uh, episode for us. Um, but I, I don't think there's really a way to talk about this without getting there. So, eh, whatever. Um, Post production. Uh, you you see her with Grindelwald, presumably at I think it's actually Nurmengard, which ends up being turned in, into his prison later her story lore but um grindelwald is there with credence and that's when he tells credence about his quote true name and just i think just before that happens queenie comes into the room with him so she's presumably like living there too like that's her base of operations and i think her attire has changed i don't know if it's as completely dark and black as we see her in this party shot but there's definitely a tonal change to it, but but I agree. So, but Brian, let me split one quick hair with that. Were you speculating that the per the character, and and then perhaps therefore the actress that you see in the bake shop with Jacob, and then you see at the party were actually two different people, two different characters? Yes. Okay. I I, I I'm still on 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 the side that says even the character or at least the actress in the bake shop, if that's supposed to be Queenie, that yeah. that is not Allison Subel. Yes, I would agree there. And then it might be correct that that the person we see later is a different character who, for whatever reason, aesthetically looks extremely similar. I mean, yeah, I mean, fair, I, could, the... I I kind of forgot where where Queenie fell in the story, so that makes more sense if it's the same if it's a different actress playing Queenie, and those two shots are the the new actress mm-hmm. that fits for me. I, I mean, was thinking they were one a completely different actress, but two different characters also. Well, in the, the I mean, the second shot we get there, um, that very much could be another act and like another actress playing a different role, because the hair is much blonder than what Queenie's is, mm-hmm. and that like that could be a Malfoy origin story. Um, mm. just for the hell of it, throw it out there. It's possible, and maybe sure. Queenie. Even if that is Queenie, maybe she is a Malfoy origin story in some way. Marries into the family or something, or she, some some way somehow is related. Yeah. Um, we we just don't know. So right, right. I I just want to make sure. Like, is that if that stood out to someone else other than me? It, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like it should be Queenie, but it's definitely not that actress. Okay. Okay, I agree, sorry. and that's coming from someone who's seen the movies a total of, like, three times, so I don't really... <laughs> like, I need, still need to see a screenshot of what she looked like in the first two next to mm-hmm. this one. But right. even without that, I'm like, that this feels off. 
<laughs> something either there's an uncanny valley thing happening here or who knows maybe she t- took uh well not polyjuice potion but did some kind of appearance altering spell for some reason um okay so we, we'll move on from that that is to be determined we will find out as we go on um i'm excited that we're only four months away from this movie so it's really not like we gotta wait that long i'm so excited like there's a lot of shit coming out in april too so april's gonna be a big month yeah it's gonna be the best month I feel like eventually <laughs> things are gonna like even out to what they used to be mm-hmm. you know once we get past all this backlog of shit that's been waiting to release yeah eventually it'll level out but it, i feel like even now around christmas there's just so many damn things packed in right around christmas this year and just but to as much as i can i'm gonna soak every every <laughs> one of them in every one of them um okay yep moving on from allison um from queenie so we see uh the the duo they walk into hogsmeade early in the trailer and that's when we first uh officially meet aberforth uh presumably running his bar at that point I'm uh, happy to see that that setting back. Uh, around 21 seconds, we get our first shots of uh, Mads in his portrayal as Grindelwald, not doing a whole whole lot, but apparently does appear to be removing someone's memories from their head. Um, and by the looks of it, it might have been uh, our character of Yusuf Kama, who, if you remember from Crimes of Grindelwald, um, all along they're kind of setting it up as if he is the long lost brother character of Zoe Kravitz, but it turns out not to be true. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to what his ongoing role in the series will be um, and what position he will kind of have. He looks to be kind of part of this resistance team at first, um, but if he is indeed standing in front of Grindelwald, having memories extracted from his mind, uh, we'll see what happens to him. Um, and then we finally get about halfway through the trailer, we get Credence back which seemed to be like if you put just a little bit of um face makeup on him like he he's just he's the crow <laughs> i mean he's got a flying like he's got a phoenix so like he's got the the bird he's got that the, the hair and the he looked like an awesome like kind of uh, i wrote down like a pre-snape like semi-goth rock star look um so i'm not sure obviously like, the, the whole story is taking place over 19 years and so there's got to be time gaps in between. So we'll kind of hopefully along the way, figure out how much time has passed between the end of the events of the crimes of Grindelwald and where we're picking up now. Um, but uh, it's probably at least several years, but uh, yeah, it, out of the little bit that we got of Credence, uh, I mean, you see him kind of do going a little bit of hand to hand combat with uh, Dumbledore in the middle of the city. Uh, what, what did you think about his new look? Eh. <laughs> think it might be b- b- befitting him or they could have gone a number of different ways and it wouldn't really be impactful i don't know i like credence with the awkward bowl cut that made him <laughs> appear vulnerable but dangerous because ezra miller made him appear dangerous but he still appeared awkward and conf- i preferred that version okay um as opposed to angry emo kid um <laughs> okay but we'll see in practice how it goes. I mm-hmm. I feel like the long hair is too much Ezra Miller and not enough credence. Mm, okay, I could say that. Um, in in terms of, do we think is there enough? Um, do we at this point do we care about the credence storyline as much as we know that there's got to be a Dumbledore 
Grindelwald conflict that needs to be resolved eventually. And I feel like Credence is, is kind of that X factor, like stuck in the middle of all the proceedings. Um, but based on where we left off and like Mike, you said, like chapter two seemed like a whole lot of setup. Did it leave you caring to know more? Are you, are you, are you hoping that it gets fleshed out more or, or are you sort of over it? Um, so the end of crimes of Grindelwald actually left me less intrigued. Uh, by Credence than I was before. Um, I guess, you know, that spoiler warning and all that with him being a Dumbledore or whatever. Yep. Uh, even if that's a lie that Grindelwald's telling, it, that would actually re-interest me in the character. Mm-hmm. Um, But if he's a Dumbledore and that's some sort of something they wanted to tie into it, I'm just going to say, eh, all right. And I, it's not it's not as interesting to me as this random extremely powerful entity existing in their world that isn't needing it's kind of you know like the ray is a skywalker thing in star wars mm-hmm. like it's more interesting if she's not related to them you know what i mean the whole like it's that that thing where like if he's just this on his own it's mm-hmm. more interesting to me gotcha brian do you agree uh yeah for the most part i like i don't Honestly, I don't remember a lot of what Credence's story was in the movies because mm-hmm. I'm still pretty far removed, I think, from from rewatches. Um, but I feel like he's got to be in the story for a reason, so I'm hoping they do something with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, yeah, my focus is still. I mean, even my peripheral Harry Potter knowledge, like I know that Grindelwald and Dumbledore are supposed to face off in some sort of epic battle of some kind. Correct. That's that's the carrot at the end of the stick for me. Like I just yep. kind of want to see that. I'm I'm watching these to see that. <laughs> the other everything else is kind of just filler for okay. me. But if it's if it's interesting, I'll dig it. I don't I don't remember caring much about Credence before. But again, I'm trying to remember what the hell the storyline was. So if it mm-hmm. didn't stick with me that long, then I don't know if it if it grabbed me as well as it should. Understandable. Makes sense. Um kind of right in between you guys I, I didn't i was surprised at kind of what became of him out of the first movie and then I, I i felt like they found a good footing with him throughout the second and just where it left off i'm i'm hoping that like you said the carrot at the end is the epic showdown and it's the big thing that we know that's coming so this thing that is riding the coattails of that has to be as engaging on its own. Otherwise, why is it there? Right. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, just one or two quick other last points. I noticed um, both from the IMDb listing and from the trailer, Claudia Kim um, is not present as Nagini this time, um, nor does it seem to be any other actress replacing that i personally would like to see where that keeps going because i i i know where that ends up in the future um and i'm hoping that it was not just a thing that existed in crimes of grindelwald never to be talked about again but we'll have to wait and see for either future reveals or future movies in this i remember hating that part of that movie like that i remember that being such a stickler point for me so if they never bring that up ever again in this like (laughs) series of movies it's just gonna make me hate that movie even more Oh, okay, okay. So you you want 
you you need more satisfaction from that. I mean, I like I think Mike said it earlier that like the the rest of these movies have the potential to make that movie better. If that Got story it. plays out where it seems like all the connective tissue that they set up in in Fantastic Beast Two pays off later, I'm gonna mm-hmm. like that movie more. If they address stuff and just leave it there like a just setup that never goes anywhere, that type of storytelling pisses me off. Fair. Um, also absent from the trailer, though listed in official casting, which I wouldn't, you know, I'm not surprised by. Um, Tina is not in this trailer at all. I think she is maybe in, like, in the in the moments you see the group standing in Hogwarts, um, like in the Great Hall or the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom and Dumbledore's doing a, a spell and a thing and they're there. I think she's, like, standing behind the group. She might be present but there is not she doesn't have any any lines and there's not like a in one clear shot of Catherine Watterson throughout this entire trailer which makes me sad cuz i really dig the relationship the arc of of her and Newt um and and i'm hoping she's not like minimized or relegated i feel like that was one uh, of the things anymore. too that like again peripheral knowledge for me but i did I felt that absence in the trailer. I'm like, I know there's somebody that I've seen in these other movies that I'm not seeing in this trailer. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until you said her name that I was like, yep, yeah, okay, it's that one. Yeah. And and I, I, I get that, you know, first trailers, they always decide what is going to be the main emphasis that we want to punch forward this time. What is what is the thing we're going to try to make, make them get interested in? And then eventually, you know, subsequent trailers, if they do t- one or two more, we'll probably have a bit more of that. Um, I don't plan on watching anything after this um i was gonna ask because like i said i i only i only have four months to wait i can wait four months bring I'm your fine. headphones oh yeah every every <laughs> every time they're gonna be there um so i will end uh with my last question uh this global jet setting idea that they're uh setting out in this series with i i was really into you know all the harry potter stories are centered in and take place mostly at hogwarts at a particular location but obviously within the United Kingdom, in England and Scotland. Um, the Fantastic Beasts st- stories start out by having the entire first movie take place in New York City. Then uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, they quickly make their way to Paris, where the majority of the story takes place. From what I understand, this third installment will take them to Rio in Brazil. Does that difference... Fast and Furious, baby! <laughs> Jesus, we're not doing that. Space is next. It's all about family. <laughs> um, has that added anything for you guys? Like this different element of, well, you know, this is this is following adults instead of kids. And does the change up of locales add anything? Has it taken away? Do you care? You know, is is it been fun? What do you think? Kind of neutral on it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know I if just... it don't have much to say about it it's just it's okay it's there okay i yeah i guess i'm just more concerned about the the story itself if the story is good i don't really care where they go like i you know the harry potter movies primarily are at hogwarts and there's a sense of just like comfort just going back to hogwarts every year when you watch the movies mm, okay um but you know i'm always up for a good change of pace too so i'm fine with them going around to other places and I mean, like th- this story is interesting to me to see how the world reacts to wizards mm-hmm. because if you're at hogwarts for every movie you're sort of just like okay this is how the school does it so like seeing the world at large how they react to the wizarding wizarding world and how other places deal with that or or 
how they get around other factions and stuff like that. That that builds the world up and and expands the lore for me, which is interesting. Gotcha. I, I think I'm about the, the the same. I think since this is spanning time and we're watching basically the rise of of a dictator and a wannabe authoritarian, um, I really dug that part about the the Paris setting in Crimes of Grindelwald, where you're watching him, you know, after escaping um, custody, you know, not only, but then starting the foundations and going to a place and, find, and, and uh, you know, this is the next step. Okay, well, I was in Europe. Now I need to go to South America and I need to build support there. Um, I like that idea of it because his idea is global control. It's not just, oh, wizards will come out of hiding and take over and be in charge of England or yeah. Europe. He wants them to be the predominant, I, I don't know, being, species, whatever you want to call them, um, on Earth. You know, humans on Earth. That, that not, you know, magical He's the Magneto rulers. of it all. Exactly. So uh, I, I really like that that part of it. Um, that is kind of where I, I will end. Honestly, like I said, just wanted to hit some points that we see in the trailer, revisit ideas, um, and, and see where we are. So, again, we got four months, uh, April 15th. 2022 i haven't i don't think i've seen announcements about tickets available yet i don't know about you guys um i will be there opening night uh we are getting a little old so i don't know if opening night can be thursday anymore (laughs) um because fridays have been kind of hard we've had like two or three thursday openings the last month and friday mornings are always really hard um but friday at the very least probably opening weekend i will absolutely be there i will also probably try to be there too (laughs) keep me in mind when you buy tickets Absolutely. Uh, so that I mean, that sounds like we're going to be out there. Uh, Mike, do you think this will be a, a theater-going one for you or something yeah. you'll wait for? No, I would be in the theater for it. Awesome. So the countdown is on, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed this. And unfortunately, at least coming from me, like I said I'm not going to watch any more trailers, so there's not going to be any more content on that coming. Um, if there's any news to share, casting announcements, reveals, anything in between... Um, it's maybe something we can fit in just to a news episode and, and mention. But other than that, uh, I, I hopefully will see everyone at the theater in April. Sounds good. Uh, I guess I'll just do the regular rundown. So if you enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. Be sure to follow, subscribe to the show, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, all the good places you can find podcasts. You can find us. Check us out on Facebook. Search Bright Guy and Super Friends. Go to facebook.com slash Friends. Uh The trailer for the, the we talked about for this episode should be up there, I think, at some point. Um, we might not be watching any more trailers for this movie when they release, but we will post them, so they will be on the page if you want to keep up with any of the new trailers. Uh, you can send us questions, comics, tom- comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. Hit us up uh, with an email, Friends at gmail.com. I won't check it. It'll be there forever. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, Jedi Bry Guy, for whenever we decide to go live. Uh, we will do it there. Uh, 250's coming. Probably do it live at some point. Uh, I'll keep you posted on that whenever we get closer to a date. And I guess that's it. Uh, on behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we're out of here.